We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. In 1919, he hit 29 home runs and was sold to the New York Yankees. A three-run home run for Buffington. The Yankees now lead it by a score of 3-2. to Bill Lee is now going over to a couple of the Yankees, and there they go. Tech and A-Rod going at it. Roberts is going. Posada's throw. Roberts safe. And what can I say? Just stick my hat and, and call the Yankees my daddy. Welcome to Fan Base, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. I'm Brian Shackman, along with John Senecal. This is episode 55, sort of mopping up the floor after the World Series, which... Which we thought no one was going to watch, but apparently people were watching Are it. the ratings were the decent? The ratings were good. I but, hate the Astros. But do, <laughs> I just hate them. On behalf of Major League Baseball in America, thank you to the Atlanta Braves for proving once again that the only way that Houston can win is by cheating. <laughs> I think they cheated against the Red Sox. Who's that DH... Who couldn't hit out of his? He couldn't hit out of a paper bag in the World Series, and he was like the second coming of Big Poppy against the Red Sox. But I just want to take a quick step back. I mean, yeah, the Braves. Listen, there's no doubt of who I was going to root for, even if I wasn't wholly passionate about. It. And the reason is, you and I are close enough in age. Like when the Braves dominated in the '90s, uh, they won over like a dozen straight NL East titles. But I think they only won like one. That team only won like one World Series. Yeah. With Glavin, Maddox, Smoltz, yeah, all uh, those Chipper, Mark Lemke, Andrew Jones, Andrew Dan. Jones. So he, here's the, Javi Lopez, and and I hated that team because they were so boring. Because you felt like and they were there they every were, year. They were going to be there every year and not win. And you had to listen. Uh, Before that was racist, and 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 <laughs> so I'm not even going to get into that conversation because I just don't want to spend time on that. That poli- I, I do not political stuff in my day job but what i would say is that like they just sort of soured me on the braves i just was not a fan i didn't know if you had the same sentiment but this is a much different time it's a new stadium they have not done what they haven't won since 95 so they haven't won since then and and it's crazy that they have a new stadium and the the original stadium well not original fulton county was original but then the other the next one i guess that the olympics built um Gone. Right. And it was at 96, right? Yes. Yeah. So they win a World Series, get a stadium, and then they're on a new stadium in 2021. It's weird because Atlanta is thought of a lot like Miami. It's just it's not a great sports town, right? Right. And because there were times, that was another thing that happened during that run in the 90s where they wouldn't sell out playoff games. No. And because people just, you know, they're like, why spend money if they're not going to win? Or we're just so used to being here type thing, yada, yada, yada. Do you know anybody that lives in Atlanta? I hear it's like awful. Like the traffic is awful. Like you it's can't, got a big urban sprawl. You can't get anywhere. It takes forever. It's yeah. like worse than Florida driving in Florida. I don't doubt it. But they won. 
And that is good for baseball, to be honest. And it was weird because you didn't hear much late in the series, but obviously they had the All-Star game and they moved it away from there right. because of the voting rights thing. But yet they, everyone was cheering for them to win the but World Series. But it's also the same thing. They, they, there was really no talk about the Astros cheating or anything like that either. No, I like, know. You know, everyone was towing the line and doing what, what so they had So just quickly, do. put a ribbon on the series. What did you think? Um, I mean, look, when we did our predictions, you said it was going to go five or six, and we both thought that Houston would win. But, I mean, obviously, you know, Houston's pitching – that overperformed pretty much all season wore out. I mean, their bullpen kind of. I mean, the problem is when you're going to your bullpen every time in like the fourth inning, like your actual bullpen, right? Like something's got to give. Something's got to give, right? And Max Fried gave him the distance, you know, right. he gave and him he what had they not pitched well. No, he hadn't pitched well, but he gave him what they needed, you yeah. know. And and they they showed comparisons to him and Glavin when they when they made their run in '95. Um, but Glavin threw like eight innings of one run ball, you know. Otherwise, you know, it was like one hit too. I think. Um, but you know they were trying to compare well, it as best they could. It wasn't in our rundown. I'm just going to let people know we're going to talk a little bit about the World Series, and we're going to talk about some free agent, interesting free agents coming out of the World Series, and then a little bit of Red Sox Yankees needs, and then uh, uh, Matt, um, Matt John's got a nugget for us. But I, I might as well ask you this because there was so much written and so much discussed during the World Series about how the way pitching is handled is ruining baseball. That somehow, which I never heard talked about before, like starting pitching being a priority or like starting pitching lasting five, six, seven innings, somehow is so important to the essence of the game. Do you feel like this way this is being run now is ruining the game? I mean, it's it's ruining as far as, it, you know, what the standard, like you said, the standard, the standard is I know it spits in the face um, of the standard. Yes, what do because, you think? Well, it's a perfect example. Look at the, the Rays. The Rays pitching burned out. The Astros pitching burned out. And it's basically the, the team that had the guy that could actually pitch, or a couple guys that could actually pitch. I mean, Morton... The guy pitched with a broken leg for an inning. You know, I mean. So your point is the teams that still had bona fide starters ended up winning. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's the way I would look at it. I mean, you got you got to have someone that's going to pitch you at least into the sixth inning. I mean, gone are the days that Jack Morris is going to throw ten innings and and want the ball. Ten right. innings a shutout ball and want the ball. You know, it's just not going to happen anymore because they don't want to get somebody hurt. So right. you don't think they need to legislate any changes into what's? going I mean, on? I would say they'd have to start looking at trying to get some guys. As far as that, that 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 can have some length, but at the same time, those guys should have length, but they're pulling the plug on them because they're just they're, they give up they give up a run early. I mean, those guys should be able to pitch, right? But they're they're paranoid that the rest of it is not going to work, right? So they they're yanking them after they give up two or three hits or like two runs, right? After two innings, well, I mean- where in the past they'd say grind it out. Grind it out, we'll come back because you're a good pitcher. Maybe they're not just good pitchers. Right, but the whole approach is basically they don't want pitchers if they get if they face a lineup a second time, that's a little uneasy. And they almost never want you to fa- have the same guy face the team maybe a third time through. Maybe there's too much analyze, analyzing and overanalyzing everything. But how do you where, change that? Well, maybe you there's just too much video evidence and all that. Where what you are can, you going to do? You can grind a, out what, pitchers and know what they're going to be throwing, and you can't get through that so far. So what are you going to do, ban video No, you analysis? can't. You, you, maybe you just got to say, screw it, and we're going to go with guys, and you're not going to be so much of a starter anymore or our, our horse. You're just going to be our guy until you run out. If it's the third inning, the second inning, or whenever we feel like you're leaving, but you're never going to make $35 million a year doing no, that. fine, but they're still not going to go off the pattern of they don't want certain pitchers facing a lineup a second or a third time. So like, what you're saying is sort of like pie in the sky. So it's, you build a team around two guys that can go long and everybody else is just guys that are going to be giving you three innings? Well, I don't know, but I mean, I think that you're looking at a game that's going to have 
basically essentially three starters. Right. And then you have the bullpen. So so the bullpen, so you're going to have one guy to face, and again, ideally, if they pitch well, you have one guy go one time through, another guy one time through, another guy one time through, you're at the seventh, and you use your seven, eight, nine. So basically- And is that, my question to you is, is that- to me, that sucks. Well, we've been talking about seven, eight, nine for the last five or six years, and now I feel like it's more like five, six, seven, Well, that's eight, my nine. point is that, that you're going to have three starters and then seven, eight, nine. So, you, I mean, you're essentially going to average at least five to, five to six pitchers a game. It'd be an interesting way to do it, and then you could throw your starters literally every two days. So you're, you okay, you're okay with it? I mean, that could, li- that could, some leg- people think that, it's that could legit ruining- revolutionize statistics, too. You could start having guys that could be winning three games a week. Right, but you but also, then you couldn't do it because they wouldn't throw more than five innings. Right. So that wouldn't, work. So that wouldn't happen. You would, I mean, the 300-game winner is already pretty much out the door, but it would throw out a whole – it would ru- it would render moot a whole bunch of statistical departments, but basically you're okay with it. That's your take with it. I, I just mean, as a baseball purist, no, but, I mean, how are you going to stop it, like you said? I don't know. I, I don't mean, know. If your guy's going to pitch you the innings, you can still pay him, right? If Over the course of the season, if Garrett Cole or whoever is going to give you 200 and – 25 innings. No, there would be the pre, there wouldn't be as much a premium uh, on pitching. Pitching, well, then you're gonna have to pitching values what, will go down. Right, so it's going to have to start and start to wear out because you got some big pitching contracts out there. Right, but eventually those will those will time out and you just won't sign people to more. I mean, let's face it, pitchers are not getting paid the way hitters are now anyway. Um, and and maybe the role of the pitcher is just is changing. Maybe the thing that's not getting discussed. Maybe this is an evolutionary thing. And I don't like I don't say, actually say it as evolution because evolution sort of indicates progress. Maybe this is a progression of baseball. And and I will never say you know it's bad or this. I I think it's bad because I think the the biggest problem with the product is the length of games and it does not shorten games. No. And I, I still think that human error, like, I mean, pitchers and hitters, they got to be able to figure things out. And maybe the video side of it gives too much of an advantage to the hitters, but then the pitchers, you know, they've been wiping on their hair and their ass and whatever to get more grip on the ball. And there's a lot of that going on, I feel like. A lot yeah. more wiping still. A lot more wiping. And more wiping, some say, in the uh, ALCS but the other than thing in too, the World you know, Series. As you, as you were talking there, Brian, I'm thinking, you know, as a fan, right, I'm going to go to a game. I want to see, you know, my my my. My guy pitched, the big guy, right? So I'm going to go there, pay a big ticket, and he's going to go for but three. That guy innings. doesn't exist anymore, right? It? But so. there's 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 some guys out there, like well, I mean Clayton Kershaw, obviously free agent, and he's hurt. But the Dodgers got some. Everybody's got their guy, right? But do they? I mean Garrett Cole is around for the next few years. Obviously, you want to see these guys pitch if you go. But what are you going to do? You're going to go and you see him throw to one round of batters. What we saw was. That it worked for Tampa to get 100 regular season wins. It did really well to some degree for Houston in the playoffs. And and we'll just see. We'll Atlanta see. Hit, we'll, though, man. Atlanta hit. All right. Listen, he's John Seneca. I'm Brian Shackman. This is Fan Base, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. I wanted to throw out three names. And quick, I need you to be sharp here and give me your take. Whether it's Red Sox or Yankees, uh, there have been articles I've seen in the last 24 hours for both for this guy. Carlos Correa. You want him? No. Okay. Why? I just don't. I don't. I don't see him fitting. I just don't. I mean, contrary to whatever he has towed the line in his interviews in the last three weeks and he changed should, he, his tone mightily, maybe because he wants to be a Yankee. All right, right, you never know, right? So he's obviously a great talent, but I feel like you get him, you're going to get more of that Reggie Jackson vibe. Is that going to fit with the Yankee way? It might because I feel like a lot of those guys, Aaron Judge included, is as pale as he might seem. Jeter-esque, as you would say, mm-hmm. I still feel like 
he has some fire in him, and that could actually be something good. But and it's a need. Shortstop absolutely is a need. Absolutely, it's a need. And um, listen, statistically wise, the guy's got a six point six WAR. He's twenty seven years old. He's in the prime of his career. He's not going to not produce. He's produced all the time. But He's you still say no. Big but game you say, situations. But you're He's no. used to the big game. I say no because he doesn't fit. Okay. I'm uh, not gonna. I'm not gonna go out and buy his jersey or whatever. If he does show up as a Yankee, but what am I? I have to live with it, right? All right. You so gotta I, live with I'm it. assuming like Jorge Soler is a hard no because you already have Stanton. Don't need Jorge right. Soler. Okay, and you know what he? But then the alternatives at shortstop are you know Seager and Semyon maybe, but they're both older, only by a year and three years. Soler was fascinating. I didn't know he had like 48 home runs with KC just three, three or four because years he was ago. in KC. Still 48 and 114. I think he led the league. That's a lot With of home runs. runs that I, I think he's a no for, for the Red Sox as well. But then there's Freddie Freeman, who is like a great face, face of the franchise guy, does a lot of interviews to protect guys that don't. So like in Boston, like it makes it easier for a JD to stick around, not only because mm-hmm. it protects him as a bat, but there's a lot of people, all my friends who are Atlanta fans, say there's no way they're going to let him go. No, I don't see him leaving Atlanta. Um, it, obviously, listen, Atlanta's got money. I don't care what anyone says. They got money. They can spend it. They're making a boatload of money right now. What do you now. pay a guy like that who's in his early 30s? You know, he's he's going to want $20 million a year. You know that. He's going to want... He's, he's, he's a reigning MVP. He'll probably finish top 10 in so MVP voting it, this to year. To me, like when you say 20 compared to what I've seen, depending on how many years... To me, that's not a... that's. I mean, J.D.'s getting more than that. So if you're Freddie Freeman... J.D. can't field. Right. But if you're Freddie Freeman, you're going to want a five-year minimum deal, right? Probably going to want six. Okay, so if it's 6-120, I, I mean, I would do... I mean, I would, if I was any team in baseball, I'd give him that. You could 6-120 him, and on the back end of that deal, if you have I think to, it's you gonna trade him. More. I think it's going to take trade more. Him I think it, it's going to take more. You think so? You I think do. he wants $25 million. I don't know. I just feel like he's the kind of guy in Atlanta they want to guarantee... Because I guess my point is that the Red Sox would pay six for 120 in a heartbeat for him. Listen... Atlanta has so got the, Atlanta's got something working, right? If they can get Freddie Freeman back for five years at twenty million a year or six years for twenty million a year, they got a Kuna through twenty twenty seven. Right. Dansby Swanson's signed at least probably for another two or three years. And they're not making a lot of money. Kuna's making a hundred million dollars over an eight year contract. Okay, and it's a crap salad division. Listen, I mean, the, and they got good pitching. Freed's young, Soroka's gonna come back. I mean, who knows what happened with Charlie Morton? I believe Charlie Morton didn't sign a one-year deal. I think he signed a two-year deal with them, so he will, he'll be back. But I don't think there would be like favorites to win the World Series, but no, I think but they'd they, be favorites to make the playoffs. With Ozzie Albies and yeah. Austin Riley, yeah. I mean, they have some great young talent on that team. So I think it's going to take more than 6-120 only because that's a number that about five or six teams could absorb, so Atlanta's going to have to pay 10% over that to – if, you know, to get him. And to let's stay. be honest. So Freddie Freeman and Jorge Soler just boosted their value huge, 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 right? Huge. Jorge Soler just made himself an extra fifteen to twenty million dollars. I, mean, I wasn't contract. even paying attention to him before the last two weeks. Right. So. That was his audition, and everybody knows what they're getting with Freddie Freeman. But Freddie Freeman has been a very silently great player. Very. It's not silently. even that. People like him, and he's a leader. Yeah. And so I just feel like he's not going anywhere, dude. Yeah, you're probably right. He's not going anywhere. All right, listen, let's do quickly. We're going to talk Yankees about have a this. better chance of one up with Rizzo or the Red Sox. I like but, Rizzo, too. I mean, I would take Rizzo. The Red Sox, I think, need, need something there. So, I mean, Rizzo, to me, would be an upgrade, even though I'm not willing to totally give up on Bobby Dahlbeck. Listen, just real quick, we're going to talk about this maybe 100 times over the next four months. But uh, quick, give me two two biggest priorities for the Yankees, and, and we'll do the same for the Sox. Well, we, did, we already talked about the shortstop, right? Um, obviously, first base. Um, I don't think we don't. I, Voight's not the answer, especially when you got DHs. 
up the wazoo. Um, I guess I would like Rizzo back. I got no problem with Rizzo coming back. Like we said, Freeman's probably not going to happen. Catching. What do you uh, give Rizzo? Four years? I think, well, same age, right? Same yeah, but age. he seems like he's got more tread. Definitely not loss. as good a player as Freeman. Probably better defensively. I mean, Freeman is, is definitely respectable defensively. Right. Um, I say, you know, Rizzo, I think you could probably get, he's going to want minimum three. I think he's not going to give him more than three. Maybe three in an option. 15 a year, 12. I think 12 to 15. 36 to 45. Wow. I think, that, again, like I, maybe my numbers are skewed, but I feel like he gets more. But um, we'll see what happens because I think the, the Red Sox could make a play there. Uh, and then catcher, too. You know, I don't think Gary Sanchez is the answer. Um, but, you know, what's out there unless you trade? They're not going to take on a big contract like Rio Muto. You can get a guy like Tucker Barnhart's a free agent. He's yeah. 31. I mean, there's not many free agents, catchers out there that have any sort of plus war. Um, you don't want to, I mean, Zanino, he strikes out a lot. Um, it is what it is with the catchers, but I mean, Gary Sanchez, I do not think if you're a Yankees fan, if you yeah. think he's our answer. It's time to move on. Yeah. So with the Red Sox, I, you know, I believe that they need to figure out what the long-term answer is for Devers and for Bogarts, right? And they're in two different stages of their careers, but you know, Bogarts probably merits at least a five or six year deal and, and Devers, although I don't think he gets, Fernando Tatis Jr. type money or years, he he needs a mega deal if when he wanted he a free to stay. Agent? I think it's after next season. So he, you, you know, you, you could tread lightly with him, right? Because you, you don't know what you're going to, you know, you don't want to piss him off and then he says goodbye and leaves. So maybe you can try to get him and sign him in the offseason to a long-term deal. And relative, right. I mean, the problem with him is he's, like you said, he's so going to... So Devers is after the 2023 season. So he's got, right, they so got two. They got two years. But again, you know, maybe you can get him now for twenty million a year, and then Bogarts can opt out at the end of next season. I mean, Bogarts showed some 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 wear on the tread too, but he's such a great glue guy. And Bogarts is what he's five four years older than Devers. He's, he's like thirty one or oh something. god, so he's like six seven years yeah, older. He's a little bit older. Yeah, well, I mean that that's the same. But kind they have of to question. make decisions because you know if you deploy two hundred and fifty million between the two of them. Where does that leave you? And the Red Sox, if you haven't noticed, they like to make profits, right? They don't like to overspend. Uh, but what I want to say in terms of need, clearly first base is, is, a, is a problem. And then, you know, Christian Vasquez didn't play great. He, you know, last year he had good numbers, and then it sort of trailed off. So I would even think an upgrade, if not with a number one catcher, at least with a number two, because um, Vasquez, as much as I like him, he did not produce in the same way, and I think that that's a problem. And pitching, we all know that everybody needs pitching, so it's kind of a silly. I forgot argument. about center field for the Yankees and Aaron Hicks. So I mean, he's back. We can't get rid of him. I mean, he's got probably four more years left on his seven-year whatever yeah. crazy well, deal. But I, I mean, mean it, neither option is good in my opinion for no. the Yankees. The there, problem so. with Hicks is you know he don't he don't go away because he's a switch hitter, and he's a plus defender. That's the problem. If you there's not as crazy as it is, there's not many switch hitters in MLB, right? Yeah, right. So you're you're a premium. It's like that Jesse Orozco. You know, you stick around. Yeah. But then you wait till you get hurt. I don't think he can last that long. <laughs> uh, he's John Seneca and Brian Shackman. This is fan base a deep dive in the greatest rivalry in sports. We're going to wrap things up uh, with a little uh, some nuggetude on Ian Anderson. Yeah. So Ian Anderson, right? For people like you talk Atlanta, you might not know about him, right? But he came to light in the um, in the World Series. Sure. So, what you don't know about Ian Anderson, so Ian Anderson, they'll say, is from upstate New York, and he's actually truly from the real upstate New York, which is Clifton Park, New York, the capital district, as we call it, um, Albany area. Okay, that's 
certified upstate. Certified not upstate. Not like Watertown. No. Watertown's real upstate. Real upstate. Well, that's like that's the, um, the I guess the Tug Hill. It's got plateau. a different name. It's got a the different Tug name. The Tug Hill Plateau. I think that's what they call that, where they get all the snow. Um, but anyway, so that's the region, the area that I'm from, and he went to Shenandoah High School, and Shenandoah not- is the Plainsman. Shenandoah is a, um, an Iroquois name. So Shenandoah is not Shenandoah? Shenandoah, not okay. Shenandoah. Okay. All right. Um, and huge, huge, huge school district. Absolutely huge school district. Um, so was he a monster in high school? So he, their their school system produces, on average, graduating class, 20 NCAA Division One athletes. Get out. For a public school? For a public school. It's the, one of the largest, it's largest, one of the largest public school districts in the country, they got 229 teaching staff, 3,163 on average enrollment. That's a big school. Yeah, so there's about 800 to 1,000 in the graduating class. The campus is on 232 acres. It's a public school. Public school in Clifton Park, New York, um, which is north. It's near Saratoga, near the racetrack for anybody geographically, not too far from there, Saratoga Raceway. Now, I'm from the town of Niskayuna, which is just on the other side of the river, and these were our rivals. Now, not as big a school. Right. Niskayuna was um, 1,300 students total. Now, we didn't, we played each other, but we were, they call it the Suburban Council. Now it's like the New York State something regional double A. They're in like the biggest school district class in New York State. So when you win a state championship, you're the real deal. Right, and right. they've gotten state championships and like everything. So Ian Anderson led them to a state championship in the Class AA in 2016. Now, my nephew won the MVP of that league as a senior that same year. Tyler Senecal, he was the MVP of the Suburban Council that year. Did he go on to play? Did your nephew He go- went to play college ball and then left after a year getting sick and other issues. So he played, never batted against him, but they play in the same league against each other. That's cool. So- and then Anderson went on to be the third overall pick. Third overall pick, 2016. And the crazy other thing is, now he's got a twin brother named Ben. Ben Anderson? Ben Anderson, who's a pitcher in the Texas Rangers organization. He was drafted the same year as Ian in the 26th round by the Blue Jays, went to Binghamton University, which is in the southern tier of New York. <laughs> <laughs> and then he wound up getting drafted in 2019 by the Rangers. Wow, that's two kids in the family? Yeah, and his father was a standout baseball player at Siena College, where my wife went to school. So they got roots. They and got he roots. was a coach at Shalmont High School, which is also in the Capital District, and won multiple state championships. And he finally gave gave up over after like 300 career wins there to follow the kids and uh, watch them. And they got a younger brother, I guess, who's a swimmer too. So uh, the Anderson clan is doing all pretty, right. Pretty good. Well, I mean, listen, if uh, you know, if you're if if one son gets a four million dollar signing bonus. Um, you can afford to maybe hang them up. And, I wonder how the wiffle ball games are pitching wise. Now, this brother's a pitcher too, so just, and he, I just imagine three boys that are that talented athletically. And I'm that sure poor little, the poor little draws. brother. He's like I think he's like seven years younger. Well, that kid must have gotten wailed on playing <laughs> wiffle ball and baseball <laughs> was, and stuff. He was the one picking up <laughs> after every hey, single game. Put the put the helmet on. Get in there. <laughs> hey, come on. <laughs> they go to practice their curveballs. Yeah. Stay in there. Just, just stay, stay in there. You'll be all right. You'll be fine. <laughs> put the hockey helmet on. No problem. <laughs> That's good stuff. All right, John. Thank you very much, John Senecal, Brian Shackman here. Episode fifty-five of Fanbase. A deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. We're going to start hunkering down, doing our off-season research. Get some guests lined up. We yeah. got some real interesting we'll people. Probably be spread out a little bit further on our podcast. We're but. Yeah, but we're going to bring you some really interesting people from kings of the roto world 
that uh, you know coaches in baseball right now. Whether we catch former up former Red with, Sox that you probably never heard of, but might have some. Oh, blame. we have one. We have like the Moonlight Graham of the 04 Red Sox that we've been working on, who happens to be a cop. And Bobby Dickerson, he said he's going to join us again. Now he's on the. He's with the Phillies. Philly now. already. Yeah, already, already gone. And Bob Melvin is stepping in. There's a new era. I think they needed a change. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, obviously no one's pointing fingers at Bobby Dickerson, but I can't wait to hear the inside scoop on that implosion because it's not quite 78 Red Sox, but it was pretty bad. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk to him. Maybe even catch up with Rico Bronia as well. So we'll talk to you next time here. Yeah, I mean, he spent spent the summer in the minors. Yeah, coaching the the Angels, like single A team out in California. four months away from, from your family. You know, he doesn't have to do that. So it'll be really interesting to talk to him. So we'll see you next time. Obviously... Uh, you can see us on YouTube. Listen to us wherever you enjoy this podcast. Thank you to Odyssey for putting this on as well. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.